Welcome back to the Centered in the City podcast. I'm Wade Brill, and today I have a solo episode for you where we're exploring a huge mindfulness pillar of non-judgment. Why is this theme of non-judgment important? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to break it down. We're going to explore all the ways that our minds judge and how we can be with our thoughts more skillfully so that we can release a lot of the stress, the anxiety, the tightness, the constriction that happens when we judge ourselves, others, and life. All month long within the Centered in the City community, we're going to be exploring this theme of non-judgment through various holistic practices. So we'll be exploring it through a meditation practice of how to be with our thoughts more skillfully, in our journaling practice, in mindful movement, and even while we cook and nourish our bodies because, oh boy, those are also moments where our mind can run wild. So if you are interested in understanding how judgments are showing up for you and how to practice and embody this pillar of non-judgment, I welcome you to come play with us by signing up for your seven-day free trial at centeredinthecity.com. Now let's settle in to this episode and let's get centered. I first learned about this practice of non-judgment through John Cabot Zen when I was reading one of his books, Full Catastrophe Living, almost 15 years ago. And John Kabat-Zen, for those that don't know, I've talked about him before on my podcast, he's sort of considered the grandfather of Western mindfulness. He brought a lot of Buddhist principles and insights to the Western world, specifically to the medical world, to talk about how mindfulness can help people manage pain. And he created a whole realm of mindfulness programming called MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. John likes to define mindfulness as paying attention on purpose in the present moment without judgments. Now, when I was first exploring mindfulness practices and I started to notice, started to turn my attention to my thoughts I was like, holy shit, my mind is a judgment-making machine. Sitting in meditation practice was an opportunity to get quiet, to actually observe my thoughts so I could understand, huh, where is judging arising? And I would notice it was all over the place, right? Like I was able to slow down and actually recognize, oh, this this thought has a lot of judgmental tone to it, whether I'm saying like, oh, I'm not doing this right, or my body's not sitting still. There was this sense of, of judging it, not just observing it, but it, there was a tone of like shame and like wrongness. And because I was in a meditation practice and I was quieting internal and external noise to just observe, it gave me insight of like, oh, wow, there's tone here. There's some biting judgmental tone here. And where else in my life is this sort of tone showing up? So getting quiet in my meditation practice allowed me to gain some insight awareness that I could then 
carry into other areas of my life. Then I could carry into while I'm walking on the street or while I'm having a conversation or while I'm cooking in the kitchen. I could start to pay attention to where else is this type of tone showing up. And this is one of the benefits of having a meditation practice for me is that it helps me create some space so that I can observe because it's really hard for me in the day-to-day life to observe if I don't have some more space for my thoughts and my emotions. If I don't have enough space for my thoughts and my emotions, I become my thoughts and my emotions and they take over and they kind of like roll me up in a ball and I feel like I can't see clearly. And even though I meditate very consistently, this still happens. So I just want to be clear. It's not like this magic pill that I'm never able to like be consumed by my thoughts and my emotions. However, this is why I am such a big fan of creating this consistent practice in our life because the world is so noisy that it's helpful to have some quiet place to go to understand, to learn, to get curious and observe. When we can strengthen those muscles of of paying attention, those mindfulness muscles of paying attention, of having curiosity, of having more kindness, those muscles are then strengthened just like if we were to go to the gym and do some squats we're then stronger in our legs so we can walk further and so our mindfulness muscles then feeling a little beefed up give us that ability to observe in more of the craziness in the louder parts of life so if we were to define what judgmental means it's typically when we see things in very much black and white terms, good or bad, right or wrong. There's a sense of criticism. There's a sense of power dynamic. There's a sense of condemnation. Like, oh, I would never, or I can't believe this, or um, how could you, or why wouldn't you? This is good. This is bad. I'm laughing to myself because even as I say these words, you can hear the tone, right? The tone that those sentiments are typically shared with and when we have that sense of strong tone with it that just heightens the level of judgment instead of it being an observation or a discernment or even just having an opinion where there's a little bit more lightness and sense of space that this this could be or this is my experience or this is what I'm noticing right now Now, all of our human minds judge. It is so natural and normal. And part of it stems from a place of survival. As humans long ago, you know, we had to learn what keeps us safe, what is poisonous, who in our communities can we trust, who's going to help us survive. So there's a sense of, you know, needing to to judge and observe, however, can be helpful to more discern our experiences, which we'll talk a little bit more about. And sometimes more judgmental behavior arises because there's a self-preservation happening from an emotional perspective, like we've been hurt in the past. And so if we create judgments of they're bad, they're good, this is dangerous, this is safe, it 
is a form of, of keeping us safe, of trying to control the external experiences to keep us safe because we've been hurt in the past or there's a place of security that needs to be tended to. I just want to highlight there are very logical reasons why the mind judges. However, let's talk about the impact of having judgments. Personally, as somebody who has practiced mindfulness for over 15 years, I have gone in waves of noticing my judgmental mind and thinking, oh, I've got it tamed to most recently realizing, oh, my judgments are strong. And if I don't keep them in check and work with them in a more supportive way, what I've realized is the negative impact they are having on my life. So when we have judgments, they typically can be categorized in three ways. Judging self, judging others, and judging life circumstances. And so I welcome you to even just pause with me here and notice your judgmental mind. Notice what kind of tone or words are typically arising for you. Do you typically judge yourself? Do you judge others? Do you judge life circumstances? Judging self might be, ugh, you know, I don't look good in this dress, or I'm so stupid, why did I send the email without adding the attachment? I'm not a good person. I shouldn't have said that. Ew, how can I cook like this? This is disgusting. I'm not good at taking care of myself. So these can be some of the words that we might hear internally to ourselves. And I just welcome you to think about and notice that impact. Like how does that feel when you hear those words and that tone shared to yourself? And then we can have external judgments, you know, judgments towards others. Maybe it sounds like, ew, who does she think she is? Or why would she post that picture or a common one I have is like, you know, why is he chopping vegetables that way? Or why is he deciding to cook like this? So I welcome you to pause here and notice what are some judgmental thoughts you notice about others? Are there ones that replay quite often? Is there a certain theme where you notice the judgmental mind gets a little bit more heightened towards others? And then this third category of judging life circumstances, right, can sound like, oh, this is so unfair. Why is this happening to me? I expected they were going to show up like this, but then this happened. Why am I not further along? Why do they have two cars and I have one? Why do they have a bigger house and my house is really small? How come they are further longer in their career than me? When am I going to find my romantic partner? What's wrong with me? So again, just pausing here and notice what are some of your judgmental thoughts when it comes to life circumstances. And it's okay if that also brings in some of you, some of others. It's kind of all intertwined. And then I welcome you to like just zoom out for a moment and notice how does judging the judgmental mind feel? For me, it feels pretty fucking shitty. I feel tight. 
I feel closed off. I feel disconnected from myself, from others, from even just like the beauty of life. I feel very tight and like constricted. Life feels very boxed in. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, the black and white thinking feels very present here and it's constricting. And one of the biggest insights that my clients tend to get when we work together one-on-one, when we're exploring our thoughts, our thinking traps, some of these judgmental thoughts, is that life is not black and white, right? We live on the spectrum. It's not good or bad. It can be both, right? The both and. Realizing that we're like these color wheels and there's all of these different shades of blue. It's not just blue. Yet, in order to make sense of the world, our mind is really good at categorizing, at at labeling, at needing to box things in in order to make sense of them. And this is where judgments have come into our habitual cycles because they keep us safe and help us organize and navigate living a full life. Judgments become a heuristic, right? They help us create these shortcuts so that we can just skip ahead. We don't have to waste brain power thinking and discerning and exploring. We just kind of box it in, label it as good, bad, right, or wrong, safe, not safe, and move on. So when we can practice this pillar, this mind frame of non-judgment, we are softening the tone We are accepting the thought just as it is or the emotion or the interaction or the life event or circumstance just as it is. And we're working on not letting the mind go to that next layer of right, wrong, good, or bad and just accepting it as it is. Like a helpful strategy that I guide you through in this month's meditation practice around challenging our judgmental thoughts is simply around labeling, right? We want to notice when the judgmental mind arises and can we just label it as judgments and then let it go. We don't need to spiral into it, but just to recognize, oh, judgments and let it go. And the more curious and kind awareness we can bring to those moments where we label oh judgment and let it go we're starting to kind of take the sting out of it we're not forcing it to change but we're taking the sting and we're choosing in that moment to not bite into it when we can just label it prevents us from getting sucked into the story of the thoughts the spiral of the judgments that then can feel heavy and tight in our mind and our body constricting. And when we can just label it, it becomes just a lighter experience. A little bit more freedom can arise. A little bit more space from our thoughts can develop. And that's where we can start to discern. That's where we can bring this lens of discernment to our thoughts. And the way I like to think about discernment is that it's a wiser form of observing something. It doesn't have that power dynamic of right, wrong, good, or bad. It's just noticing like, oh, this person is taller than that person. 
this person is wearing this. I'm eating this. It takes the story and bitingness out of the experience to make it less emotional and just to share the facts, just to share what's actually here. And when the judgment mind arises, right, we get sucked into this evaluation of it. We need to understand the story. And so when we can discern, it just kind of zooms us up and to see the bigger picture, yet also noticing the details, but not getting wrapped up into the emotional tone of it all. Part of where I get my inspiration for my monthly themes within Centered in the City, within the platform, and how I like to structure the programming, it's about what I'm practicing or what I'm needing and what I'm noticing. I am in this practice alongside you. For the last few weeks, I have been slowing down to particularly pay attention to my judgmental thoughts for self, for others, for circumstances. And I am just astonished. I've been like, wow, I thought you've worked on this, Wade. And even that's kind of judgmental, right? Wade, you should you should be better. You should be further along. And I get to remind myself that this is a journey. I don't think there's ever going to be a day where the mind doesn't judge. So I don't have an expectation that I'm going to be this like blissful monk one day because that's not my intention as of now. However, as a human who is really motivated to be my most authentic, loving self for, for self, for others, I'm so driven to show up with less judgment, to cultivate more of this non-judgmental lens, this lens where I can be more discerning, where I can accept my thoughts and emotions just as they are, where I can be with the moment just as it is. That is what I'm interested in practicing. When the mind is less judgmental, when there's more non-judgment present, I get to be present. I get to be in the here and the now, not in the stories. So I'm so excited to keep playing with this theme of non-judgment with you this month to just recognize how can we move without us saying, ugh, I can't do that, or this is too hard for me, or why doesn't my body move like that, or why can't I be creative in the kitchen, or why doesn't my food look like a perfect Instagram post. So I can't wait to notice all of these judgy thoughts together and know that you are not alone in this journey and yet practice how to be with them in a more skillful way that we can choose to cultivate more of a non-judgmental attitude and how that can support us showing up to life being more present full of more love full of more connection and less stress, less anxiety, less caught in the stories in our mind. I hope to see you in the Center in the City platform. So come play with us. Sign up at centeredinthecity.com. Thank you so much for being here and 
listening to this episode, I hope you found it helpful and supportive, especially to know you're not alone in your judgmental thinking. Nothing is wrong with you. And may we all continue to just bring a lot more curiosity and kindness into the world because the world needs more of it. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend. Let's out these judgmental thoughts together. Let's support each other embracing more love and curiosity. And if you feel extra inspired, I would so appreciate you leaving a review and liking this podcast wherever you listen. Until next time, stay centered.